So I think if you understand how this finish your whole plate, I can't throw away things. There are people who have so much less than me. I am such a selfish, greedy person mindset. Understanding that you having more, you filling your home with clutter does just as little good as you overfeeding yourself. You're not changing anyone else's situation. Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you a little tidbit from one of my recent virtual declutter sessions. If you haven't been a part of one of my virtual declutter sessions, I would love for you to come join. These are little sessions that I've started doing where I actually am going into other people's homes to help them declutter their space, and you can tune in virtually just to hang out and to actually declutter along with us. Um, and I had this idea because I ran into a few sessions where I was doing just one-on-one -on -one virtual declutter sessions. So there wasn't a lot of people showing up, which meant I was able to connect one-on-one -on -one with some of you guys in person. And I really, really loved being able to do more of a personalized experience like that. So, I wanted to share a lesson um, that we had during one of our virtual declutter sessions where I was working with a woman named Haley. She was working to declutter her office space. And while we were in the declutter process, she mentioned to me that she was having trouble getting rid of a really silly thing, which was a stress ball. It was just this little stress ball um, that she had gotten at a marketing event for free. So it was a free ball that she had gotten from a marketing event. She kept telling herself, you know, I'll use it. I'll use it. I'm going to use it. Um, but she never was. And we kind of talked about how throwing stuff away or putting something in the garbage like that can feel so wasteful. That's what I really wanted to talk with you about today. Spoiler alert, an unused item is already garbage. But I want to dive with you into three major issues that we run into when we have an experience like Haley's. So those three issues are, number one, we don't want to get rid of or turn down free stuff. Number two, our brains try to convince us to hold on to more than we need physically, emotionally, mentally. And number three, getting rid of things makes us feel deprived or unappreciative. 
And I want to take the time to talk about those three things with you today to help you gain some more clarity on why we run into these little speed bumps when it comes to decluttering and what you can do to help you overcome these little mind blocks. So let's talk about turning down free stuff. There is something so alluring about free stuff. I bet you know exactly what I'm talking about. I personally cannot tell you how many Pampered Chef, Pure Romance, Jewelry Parties, 31 Parties that I hosted over the years because there was the allure of getting free or discounted stuff when you sign up to be a host. Now, did I need any of this stuff? Probably not. They definitely convinced me to buy more than I thought I needed. Do I still have any of this stuff? Um, some of it, but honestly, not enough that I feel like my life has been drastically improved because of some free item I got from hosting a party. I think maybe on top of all of the free stuff, I probably always spent around $100 or more because there were so many added perks and discounts that I just couldn't turn down. So you would get maybe, um, if you sold $300 worth of stuff at your party, you might get $150 worth of free things. And then you get 50% off your next two items. And then if you buy a third item, you get 75% off. Like this was how the incentives worked. So when I went into this thinking, yeah, I'll get some free stuff. I was always tempted into buying more. The power of free is strong. We feel like we are getting in on something amazing. And the same goes when we score a discount, like I mentioned. And I'm sure you have heard people say, or you are guilty of saying it yourself, something along the lines of, I mean, I had to get it. It's normally $100, but it was on sale for 10. What do you think my question would be? But did you want this item? Will you use this item? Probably not. They say this brain of ours, this belief of ours, this desire for free goes back to our caveman days and our fear of scarcity. Back in our caveman days, we would hoard things because we never knew if we would go through droughts where those things weren't around. But of course, back then that would have meant things like food and shelter. But however, not that long ago for most of our families, this same concept might have meant the Great Depression, hoarding money, canned goods, and taking what you can get, you know, repurposing, recycling, doing what we can to get by. Without realizing it, our upbringing and the beliefs that have been passed down to us by our ancestors have a major impact on our desire for free. But the thing is, we are living in times of great abundance and most of us living in a country of great affluence where we don't need to hoard things or take what we can get. And what we don't often realize is that this belief of free or discounted stuff can actually keep us closer to a state of wanting. So just like I used to get tempted by the allure of free stuff from those in-house parties, I would usually end up spending at least $100 every time, like I said. The same went for my clearance shopping and my thrift shopping. My deal mindset that 
idea that I was getting a deal or I was scoring something for free or I was getting in on something special left me broke at the end of every month. And it filled my house with more clutter that I had to manage. By living in that mindset of free or on sale, I continuously kept myself in a state of scarcity because I felt like I needed to scoop up every deal I could get my hands on as fast as I could. And then when my money would be scarce, it furthered that belief in my mind that I had better hang on to as much as I can because I have nothing. I don't have anything. I am struggling, right? It's a whole complicated thing, but our stuff and our mindsets go hand in hand more than we know. And that free hoarding mentality can really do more damage than good. So what about that belief that we will use it someday? It's a really great thing to truly want to put use to the things that we have in our home. And I think it's because on some level, we understand that not using something is already wasteful. We don't want to be wasteful people. We don't want to be a wasteful person. So we convince ourselves that we will make good use out of the things we have in our home. And this again links up with that fear or scarcity side of our brain that says, but what if I need this someday? What if I need this? I've said it before and I'll say it again. The more we live in that fear scarcity state of our mind, the less we will actually wind up doing with our life. Fear will keep us stuck exactly where we are and keep us stuck in cycles where we feel like we are constantly needing something to fear. Like there's always something to fear. Now I'm not going to pretend like I haven't kicked myself for getting rid of a thing or two. There have been those things that it was like, oh shoot, I should have hung on to that. But if I'm being totally honest with you and myself, this is the real kicker. The stuff that I usually have regretted getting rid of, I got rid of because I was living a fear-based belief. I believed that I needed to sell more stuff. I needed to sell more to pay off debt faster. I was afraid that if I held on to too much, I would be drowning in clutter again. And I had this panicked mind that told me, sell, 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 get rid of, get rid of, get rid of. And then years later, I would look back now and go, man, I was really fearful. I wish I would have slowed down and been more intentional and processed that elimination before I did it. So I am definitely not telling you that you better go into that panicked, decluttered state of mind like I was once in. What I'm saying is if you're struggling to get rid of things, my biggest recommendation is to slow down and ask yourself whether or not you are living in a fear-based mindset when it comes to this fear of I might need this someday, so I have to hang on to it forever, you know? Now, I do get that this is a really hard thing for some of us, for all of us. So if you are having a tough time, this is what I want you to do. You have probably heard me talk about this before, but if you haven't, make sure you're listening up. I have a thing called a maybe box. I talk about this maybe box in my courses and sometimes in my virtual declutter sessions, but this is the method to go to when you aren't quite sure if you are ready to let go of some stuff. 
Hey there, it's me, Renee. I hate to interrupt your episode, but I just had to check in to see if you had heard about the Unstuffed Inner Circle yet. This is my monthly membership group where I get to connect with you guys on a personal level. Come hang out for a monthly coffee date where no topic is off limits, or come join the book club where I will share with you some of the books that have transformed my life. And I've made customized study guides just for you. There are also monthly declutter challenges, or you can sit in on podcast recordings before anybody else even gains access. Plus, you get access to some of my best programs totally for free. If you love the idea of getting a deeper dive into all things self-growth and simplicity, and where you can get plugged into a like-minded community hosted by yours truly, check the show notes for more info and see if there's a group that feels right for you. Okay, now let's get back to the podcast. Go through your house or as you are decluttering, if there are certain things you kind of hesitate on, you maybe think you don't need them, but you're not quite convinced, put it in the maybe box. Once your maybe box has filled up, store it away and out of sight, out of mind. You can go above and beyond and make a list of everything that's in the box, fold it up, put it in an envelope, and then put the date on the outside of the envelope. This way, say you put a date on there for six months from now. You've decluttered, you've cleared your space, you're feeling good. And six months from now, you can grab that box and go, do I remember anything that's in here? Do I actually know? And you can maybe pull out that list and read it. And you might find yourself going, I don't even remember what this is. What is that thing? What is this? And if you're feeling confident six months from now or whatever time frame you set out, Maybe all you have to do is pick up that box, put it in your trunk and take it off to your local donation center because now you are willing to part with it. Now you've accepted that you are not missing out on any of these things, especially if you don't even remember what they are. This method allows you to almost instantly clear your space, therefore putting your mind at ease and you didn't have to push your comfort zone to declutter more than you were ready to. And lastly, throwing away stuff just feels wasteful. Back when I first started my minimalist journey, I remember reading the book, You Can Buy Happiness and It's Cheap. This was a book about a woman and her husband and how they downsized from a two-bedroom apartment into a tiny house. She writes from her tiny house and lives an all-around wonderful, blissed-out existence that I was so jealous of when I first read this book. She talked about how she began to long for a simpler way of living. So she started by decluttering, closing out one of the bedrooms in their apartment to see if they could make do with just the one bedroom. And then after a while of doing that, she would close off the next bedroom to see if they could handle just living in the common space. Her ultimate goal was to get down to say the 500 square feet that they would ultimately be living in if they were to downsize to a tiny house. I loved her simple approach to testing out downsizing and it really inspired me to pursue minimalism for myself. However, one thing she said, it's, I still remember the moment gave me a pit in my stomach and it was something like this. If you are going to downsize, you have got to get comfortable with throwing stuff away. Ugh. I was like, no, it grows. Ooh. But 
I also felt like I was so thankful that someone had given me permission. Her basic philosophy was this, and I have adopted it myself. Sell what you can, donate what you can, throw away the rest, throw away whatever is garbage. I also can't help but feel like this is very much a first world problem. Throwing things away feels wasteful, and at least for me, it feels like a reminder of my privilege and it makes me feel really icky inside. Because I think a lot of us probably remember hearing things like, you better eat all your food, there are children starving in Africa, you're so ungrateful, so many people have so much less than you. These methods are so true. These things that we were told, these, these sentences that were given to us, whatever you want to say. They're very, very true, but they can really stick with us into adulthood and maybe not serve us in the way that our parents intended for them to. Because number one, maybe dish up less food in the first place than try to overstuff me with food, right? <laughs> because I don't want to overstuff myself. And P.S. Overstuffing ourselves isn't going to do shit for the starving kids of the world, food or otherwise. So I think if you understand how this finish your whole plate. I can't throw away things. There are people who have so much less than me. I am such a selfish, greedy person. Mindset, understanding that you having more, you filling your home with clutter does just as little good as you overfeeding yourself. You're not changing anyone else's situation. A lot of us grew up with that mentality and that awareness that we have a lot more than other parts of the world. And it feels really gross to just toss things aside when other people might not have that option. And I totally get it. But at the end of the day, all we can do, all we can do with this icky, gross feeling is to use it to help us to be more aware of what we bring into our home. If most of what we own isn't being used, could easily be stored in a box for a year or more, go unnoticed forever, or straight up in the garbage, maybe this is a sign that we need to slow it down, to pump the brakes, and to take a deeper look at our consuming habits. What I shared with Haley during that virtual declutter session that I talked to you about in the beginning of this podcast and what I want to share with you is the reminder is that if you are bringing home free or cheap items simply because they are free or cheap, if something is going unused in your home, it is already garbage. I know it feels icky and wasteful, but hear me out. What is going to happen to this stuff after you've checked out of planet Earth? Once you are gone, once you've passed, where is your stuff going to go? Every unused item in your home will most likely go through one of the following processes. Be sorted through by your loved ones, potentially sold at an estate sale for way less money than you would want to charge, but that is a topic for another day, or straight up end up in the garbage. And keep in mind, even if those things are passed down to loved ones, even if they're sold at an estate sale, those people, those owners will ultimately go through these same processes and eventually what is already unused will continue to go unused. Find homes for what you can and be willing to admit what is simply waste. 
There is no need for you to carry around guilt, shame, or regret about this. That won't serve you or change your circumstances or remember anybody else's circumstances. All you can do at the end of the day is just show up better tomorrow. If you are ready to get started decluttering, go ahead and grab my free 105 plus things to declutter checklist to get started. I put together some ideas and areas to check in your home for items that just might be going unused. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. And don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week.